I am Erin and this is Abby. Welcome to our podcast, Living Your Best Life. We believe that every person has the potential to create a life full of passion and purpose. We want to inspire and support you in your journey to unlocking your best self. We inform all listeners that the views, thoughts and opinions expressed throughout the podcast are purely the opinions of the Living Your Best Life podcast team and are not intended to replace expert medical, legal or psychological advice. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of Living Your Best Life. Erin and I are so excited to introduce to you the incredible Will Saban. Tuning in all the way from Sydney. How are you, Will? I'm good. How are you, girl? Yeah. Good, good, good. So nice to have you with us on our podcast today. Can you tell us about yourself, William Saban? Can I tell you about myself? I am a choreographer and creative director based in Sydney and I work throughout all over Australia, Asia and America. America. I work with some of Australia's leading recording artists and corporate entertainment. I do creative direction through the choreography and styling. And I also work as a dance educator throughout Australia at some of the top performing art studios. Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> You're amazing. Uh, I am a jack of all trades. And I think that's something that I learned really kind of early on to kind of have as many different things up my sleeve as possible. Because, you know, sometimes just having all your eggs in one basket can be be a bad thing so my mom's always said don't put all your eggs in one basket so it's been really helpful to have different kind of skill sets and different tools in my belt yeah and that's so awesome and that's obviously the theming of our podcast today is you know obviously how to be so diverse and you know have such a broad range of skills in our industry that we you know all love so much but it's yeah so important to have such a diverse range of skills and you know to obviously be able to reinvent yourself time and time again which is something you do so well has there been any challenges you've come across in your life that you've had to overcome and how did you do this in order to continue to live the life you wanted to? I mean, I've had a lot of challenges. I think any performer will be able to tell you, you know, there's the lowest of lows in this industry and I think you have to really, really want it, you know, at the end of the day and you have to be so passionate because there are times when you just have no money and nothing to your name and, you know, all you have is your dream and it's like you have to really, really want it. So I think um, some of the biggest challenges. I mean, I moved here by myself when I was 17 from New Zealand, which was really difficult. I didn't have any family support in this country. So I had to really create my own family and I had to really have really supportive and inspiring friends around me. It was kind of tough. I became the legal guardian for my younger sister. She moved over as well and she was only 16. So it was kind of the pair of us and I was just breaking into the industry and working really hard and working extra jobs at restaurants and teaching and kind of dancing in clubs as well and and going to parent-teacher interviews at a school. Like it was it was really tough, but it kind of taught me how to multitask and how to kind of do everything at once. So that was a really kind of tough time, but it really gave me a good kickstart as a how to juggle multiple things at once. I guess living week to week as a commercial dancer has always been hard, but it's something that I always really look back at and make you really hungry for that job and you turn up to every audition just so hungry because you need that paycheck to pay your rent, you know, a lot of the time. So I remember remember like being a commercial dance and working a lot but really it was tough you know it really was week to week that was something that was really difficult and I guess just overcome by just making sure I was at classes making sure I was seen making sure I was you know in the right place at the right time kind of thing and that was you know a really it was a tough 
time I get in my life. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee interviews. What? That's so amazing. And obviously has, you know, set you up to be the person you are today. And obviously, you know, majority of us, the tough times are what builds this, the good times. So yeah. It's I amazing mean, to hear. We definitely agree that being resilient is something you definitely need in any industry, but especially entertainment. And we're also really big and we talk about this on a lot of our episodes, but how important mentorship is like to become an artist. It's one of those things that you need more than anything to really help you push through those times. Do you have any mentors that stand out for you throughout your career? Um, definitely. There's a lady called Babe Ryan who she kind of took me under her wing when I was younger and she ran the New Zealand Association of Modern Dance and they were developing a new tap syllabus in New Zealand and she introduced me to the person that was creating the syllabus and I ended up being on all of the videos and I did a lot of work for the company traveling around the country and she just took me all around and gave me kind of a kickstart as to what it was like to teach and to choreograph and I went around to every dance school in New Zealand and taught this New Zealand and I was only around 13 or 14 years old at the yeah, time wow. and they continued to help me and they ended up giving me a full scholarship to Brent Street um, when I was 17 so they ha- she helped me all the way through my entire career and I still go back every time I go back to New Zealand I still go back and she still gives me advice on what to do and what kind of direction to go in yeah amazing um, uh, PJ Clark has been someone that also was really like pivotal in my career there was a time when you know there were so many dancers at the time and so many people graduating and he really took a chance on me and took me onto detour at the time and really helped me be introduced to like the choreographers that were booking people at the time he put me on jobs of his own he really like helped get my name out there which you know I, I always say that I wouldn't be where I am today without him as well and he still today like you know if I have anything that I need help with like he's always someone that I can call on and he's always gives such good advice on everything so he's been a mentor of mine um, which is I still you know love getting his advice on things if we had some listeners out there who have never experienced like a mentor to kind of help them through career pathways on any industry what would you suggest to them is like the best way to obtain a mentor for themselves I think a mentor is anyone that helps guide a person's career and I guess it's really important to understand that a mentor is generally someone that older that had a similar career to the one that you want that has traveled and had um, you know several things under their belt that they're able to then offer a next generation of dancers or actors or models or whatever it may be it's usually someone that been through it done it and then they want to share their experiences and help the next generation of people so that they you know can not I guess make the same mistakes that they made or to help them find their way I think it's really important to understand the difference between a teacher a choreographer and a mentor because Mm. they're all very different things yes absolutely (laughs) you know there are amazing teachers out there that teach that and maybe teach syllabus or teach whatever it may be but they're not necessarily a choreographer or a mentor and then there are people that are not even necessarily teachers and they might be mentors and they might help direct someone's career in the way that it needs to go and I think that it it really is something that takes age and wisdom and experience I don't think you can be you know a young 18 19 year old fresh out of full-time person and then mentor someone because you haven't really done it yourself you don't have that experience and I think it's really important to know that a mentor is someone that has had that career that you want and then they want to give that knowledge yeah and make sure that you're yeah you're seeking advice from the right people because you wouldn't want to fall into that trap of yeah maybe having someone inexperienced and kind of going down the wrong track if you're following some advice that might not be correct yeah I think it's like you know find people that have the career that you want and that have something something to offer you you know I think it's important 
important. Some people just listen to their peers and see what's happening and, and kind of follow take that popular. as the gospel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of follow trends and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's really important to, yeah, to find people that you connect with that inspire yeah. you. Yeah. There's several choreographers. Um, you know, Cameron Mitchell is another person that, you know, really inspired me when I was a young dancer and full time. And he's someone that still inspires me as a choreographer and director. And he also helped mentor me when I was in full time. And it, it's important to develop those relationships because they are ones that you can always go back and, and get that help when you need it, you know? I would love to know what yeah. was one of your most defining moments. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask about highlight. Yeah. Given the extensive career you, you had, yeah. I'm like, what would you say? Like, what's a moment where you're like, wow, this has really was, defined yeah. me? Or like, you know, and you may have a couple because obviously you've transitioned from so many different, you know, I guess elements of the arts. You don't just do one thing. So you have transitioned so many times. But is there like a standout moment for you where you're like, yeah, this has really defined me and, you know, who I am or, you know, maybe it's like this is who I want to be or where I want to go or? There's not one moment, but I, I remember there's been moments. Like when I was first choreographing, I used to dance on my own jobs as well. I mean, I first kind of got into choreography because I wanted to generate more work for myself and for my friends. And so it was a way to kind of create more opportunities. And some of the highlights I would get, there was a performance we did with Deborah Cox. When I was in full time, I remember one of the first classes I did with Jason Coleman. We did the song and it was absolutely not by Deborah Cox. And it was just this huge thing at the time. And she's a Grammy nominated artist and it was really huge at the time. And then I remember I got the opportunity to choreograph her first Australian concert in 10 years. And I remember being on stage and it was, I think, 5,000 people. And it was the the crowd was so loud that we couldn't even hear the music. It was just deafening screaming. And I just remember that moment going, wow, like I choreographed this. I had eight of my friends on stage with me to 5,000 people screaming and with a Grammy nominated artist. Wow, like I've really, I've, I've done it, you know? That yeah. was a really pivotal moment for me as a choreographer. Another moment, I, I mean, I worked with Jess Malboy and it was her first kind of gay dance party. And we spoke about it not that long ago. Like it was a really memorable moment, I guess, for both of us. We were at Mrs. McCrory chair in front of the Opera House in the Harbour Bridge and it was a harbour party. And um, wow. again, I think it was just thousands of people dreaming and feeling the love and singing the songs and being on stage with my friends. I had Jess Oak and Daniel and Chantel and it was like being able to be on stage with my friends was something that I choreographed and created in such an iconic yeah. kind of place. It was very, very gratifying. Yeah, awesome. and there's one thing that is so amazing about you is that you are so loyal, Will. Like you have friends that you have helped mentor and even students you work with and the job opportunities that do come up, you always seem to find the way to be able to hire and employ people that you have worked with before or mentored in throughout your career. So I think that's such a standout thing for you as well that you really do support the people around you and you have been very loyal. Yeah, and it's super aspiring as well because I think it's a rare quality Yes, that does, you know, that is in our industry, unfortunately. But I think, you know, yeah, you do exude that loyalty and, you know, you're Thanks. so committed to everything that you do and we definitely love that about you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that, that, <laughs> that's so nice, you know, because I do really try to yeah. give back as much as yeah. I can. It's you very know, evident, I, yeah. Yeah, like I have, I mean, I did the, we did the Australia Day Opera House concert for Nat Conway and I had Lauren Elton, who I taught since she was 13, and I had Erica Zubbs on it as well, who I taught since she was 15. And so to have students that I had taught from such a young age to be on a nationally televised performance at such an iconic thing yeah, is cool. such a full circle moment. You yeah. Know? And I had Gertie working on it for me as well, who's someone that I've, you know, 
had alongside with me since the very beginning of his career and, and tried to give him, you know, a lot of opportunities also. So it, it is a really fun and awesome moment when you look around and you're like, wow. Yeah. It's like I, I, I it gives had it a more part purpose and meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I had a part in these people's journeys and now I'm able to like help them live their dreams and help, you know, they're helping me live my dreams. So yeah. it's like, That's it's very cool. cool. It comes full circle. We love full yeah. circle moments. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I just know that we have a lot of younger viewers that in our industry, especially that listen to our podcast and there's also you know facing adversity but there's also facing rejection one of the uh-huh. moments in your career missing out of the final top 10 male spots for so you think can dance season one by just one spot um, yeah. i know we all have these moments in our life but how did you handle that rejection nationally and what was that like it was really tough because at the time we didn't really know how big it was going to be um we hadn't really had any reality tv shows focusing on dance and i mean we had had australian idol and we'd had big brother and a few other things but nothing to the capacity so we weren't really prepared for it but i just remember missing out it was between me and Ray for that final oh, one yeah. spot for the that's final how old we are we remember <laughs> <laughs> we remember that season I'm like the bumblebee <laughs> 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 I, I just remember like just oh that moment it was a pair of us and it was just that last spot and i just remember thinking like it's finally my time it's yeah. finally going to happen and then he goes well it's not your year oh. and I I just remember like, and I just remembered my heart just sank. And then I walked out and I remember thinking, you know, I, you know, we get told as dancers all the time, no, we we have to handle rejection and being told no is a huge part of the industry. And it's like, um, you have to just take it and roll with the punches. But then when it aired, it's like to miss out on a job or miss out on something is one thing, but then to have it air in front of over, you know, 3 million people is a whole nother thing. Oh, absolutely. So it's like you have to relive the rejection in front of millions of people and it was it was really tough but I think everyone was so supportive at the time and everyone was so kind of like it is a television show it doesn't mean that you're not yeah an and you made it dancer. all the way through to that final point you know what I mean like that's still an incredible <laughs> success yeah I think all of us at that time like got a lot of stuff out of it I mean straight after it we all started doing a lot of corporate stuff and I did the photo shoot that was on the buses for it and I was doing a lot of magazine stuff and we all was still getting a lot from it but I really delved into choreography then and I created the Dirty Pretty Jewels straight away at that time and I kind of just like jumped on yeah, the success yeah. that I was having Yeah, and then from that is when I started doing the casino shows in Asia I started working back with Courtney Act again with Prinny with Belinda Chapel, and we all started going and developing several big projects together after that and I always think to myself like if that hadn't kind happened, happened and I had made yeah. the top 20 yeah. I never would have gotten into the choreography I never would have done yeah, the MGM Grand yeah. the Venetian the opening of the first casino in Singapore the Las Vegas show like none of that would have happened and yeah. it's like and that was such so, a turning point of your career it, yeah so I, I, I just know that like when one door closes yeah. two, two other doors open yeah, yeah. big it, believers on that yeah, for sure yeah just reframing the rejection as a negative it's like well what's the positive in this situation like yeah, totally. obviously that's not meant for me at this point in time Yeah, and it will pivot you in a different direction which is where you're meant to end up yeah I have I have another like little like story that it relates to a lot of young dancers like so not long after that I think it had just aired I was workshopping a new stage show which had parkour cat and drumming in it and at the same time I was rehearsing to I had booked to be the dancer for Cindy Lauper and Olivia Newton-John for their concert and Incredible. for Mardi Gras and Leah Howard was choreographing it I'd done all the rehearsals we had done the tech rehearsal and then two days before the performance so we, we were 
performing on the Saturday. And on the Thursday, while I was workshopping the stage show, I slipped off the wall and ripped all the ligaments in my ankle. I remember and, you telling me this. And I had I wasn't able to dance with Cindy Lauper and Olivia Newton-John. I had to pull out of everything. Oh, and God. I was just devastated. Like getting an injury right before you're about to perform for, you know, the world's biggest thing is, was just absolutely devastating. But I wanted to get the message out that like injuries do happen. Yeah, yes. And it's happened to all athletes. And when you're putting your body under that much pressure, it's yeah. only natural for things to buckle and for things to break at certain times. But yeah. it is very temporary. Yes. And there is always more opportunities. And, yeah. you know, for younger dancers, you know, a lot of people injure themselves or they hurt their knees or they need surgeries and stuff. They think, oh, I'm going to miss out on nationals or I'm going to miss out on a certain dance comp. There is always another dance competition. Yes, there so is. Is. Yeah. And there's always there, another audition or, you know, yeah. another job. It's, yeah, there's there's always, you yeah. know, more so, opportunity. It's never the yeah. end. So, so 10 years later after that, I had the opportunity to choreograph and work with Cher, you know, and yeah. that was the, when, you know, I had to wait 10 years, but <laughs> that door closed and 10 years later, another door even bigger opened. Yeah, so, so good. And I think it just highlights the importance as a performer uh, to really look after your body and to also make sure if you are going to injure that you have a support team or like mentors. Your mentors, yeah, it comes back to mentors. To. You just yeah. need that support team. It's really difficult to do anything on your own. And I just think dance industry is just one of those, you know, industries you do, you need support. You need the right peers, you need the right mentors, you need the right physio, you need the right naturopath or whatever it is that, totally. you know, yeah. create your support your, team. Fuels your physical yeah. body. Yes. I think like that's like for, for something that you both do really well and for those younger dancers that are looking to study full-time like at Dynamite it's such a hands-on experience with Abby and Erin and they really take time out every week to check in to mentor to check that you're on the right path and all of those things are so important that are often so quickly overlooked at other performing arts schools and I just wanted to really like let the listeners know like how important it is to have that yeah and especially in times when like the times that we're in now oh yeah um, when it's Corona time for anyone that's maybe listening yeah. in the future. We're in the middle of Corona. <laughs> and Corona! And, um, we need a party and Abby and Erin uh, really every week check in and have these catch-ups and it's so hands-on and it's, I think it's so important for young dancers to have that. Yeah, we just, you know, we're such strong believers in the mentorship and that whole process. To and anybody's well-being. Yeah, to anybody's journey. It's so, so important. And obviously, you're an incredible mentor. You mentor our, our pro program and you know you do that so well and every student feels so valued and yeah I guess the whole purpose of this podcast is about that mentorship and how important it is and you know even though you've had such an incredible career and but how you how you love to give back is just is so you know awesome and for them to hear that you know you're not on your own if you're facing adversity or challenges in your life yeah like no one is immune to that even if you've had the most amazing career like yourself will there's still times and moments where think decisions have been hard you've had an injury yeah just those coping mechanisms and little tips and tricks we can you know provide anyone but our young people too on it's not the end of the world you know they come by a threatening injury yeah totally i have one other story that that might be like but it, it kind of relates to that so this is where i was working constantly at the time as a commercial dancer and i had gone for a certain musical and we had done a whole week of auditions i'd gotten through every round and we were at the waiting phase where they announced the car and i remember i was on the job and all of my friends like i just remember we were all there and every like one person got a call the next person got a call the next person got a call the next person got a call and 
that seven of my friends on the job all got the call letting them know that they had gotten the show. Yeah, and right. I, they were like, you'll get a call. Oh my God, you'll get a call. You'll totally get a call. And it got to the end of the day and I, I didn't get a call. I didn't, I didn't get it. And I know it was really heartbreaking at the time. And I knew that I was as good as everyone that had booked it. And I knew that I had worked my ass off in those auditions. But yeah. the choreographer that was choreographing it, for whatever reason, she never booked me on job. We had just never clicked. And I, yeah, I guess I'd never brown nosed like everyone. And we just, we had never clicked. And in that moment, I learned that not everyone will like you in yes. the industry. Yes, totally and, true. And you don't have to please everyone. Yeah. And you're not going to get along with everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Obviously, always be respectful to yes. people. But yeah. you don't have to please and get along with everyone. You're not a jar of Nutella. You're not going to yeah. please yeah. everyone. <laughs> and nor do you have to um, change who, who you, you are. are. Exactly. Everyone yeah. can be your that's values so and who important. you are. It's yeah. important for people to be unique and yeah. to align with what they their values. You never want to give that up. Just, you know. To please no. someone like else. You have to please yeah. someone or to get a job. No, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. The integrity of that is amazing. So it forced me also to then start making more work for myself. It was another moment I was like, you know, like F you, I can do it. Like yeah. look at me. Yeah. Look at me go. Like I'm going to show yeah. you that I, you know, that I can do it. And yeah, and I, I mean, absolutely. Yes. That's such an important message and something I know we all teach our students and, you know, people that we are fortunate enough to mentor is that, yeah, you can really create your own journey and no one can tell you what that looks like. You can create totally. it to suit yourself and live out the, you know, your best life and the life that you want for yourself. So totally. I've, got a, I've got a really, like, I guess, important question that I'm dying to know. What keeps you driven? Like what motivates you to keep pushing for that next thing? I guess there's two things. One thing I would say would be my mom. Yeah. I, I guess I guess growing up as a competition dancer, I, I did that since I was two and a half. And, you know, um, second place was never really an option for me. And if I got second place, it meant that I hadn't worked hard enough. I hadn't practiced enough that I, you know, it was, I, I had to win essentially, you know, to, to be where I needed to, to get to and where I needed to be. So I've always had that mentality of like always driving to be the best and to always be my personal best and to always kind of prove to my mom, I guess, that like it wasn't all for nothing and all of the hours and the driving and the sacrifice and everything that like it wasn't for nothing. So I always, I guess, do it for my mom and my dad that gave up a lot of their life for me when I was younger. I, I tried to like just prove to them that it wasn't a waste of time. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And, and I, know, I know that they're proud of me, but it's like, you know, you always still want to be better and you want to do more things and bigger things. And my peers, like the people that I grew up with and that I, you know, started off in the industry with, they've all done such amazing, successful things. And that really inspires me also when I see my friends doing well. I'm like, wow, that, you know, that's incredible. That makes me want to work harder as well. It's like, we can all do this. It's, yeah. That's something that drives me. And, and lastly, is just having inspiring creative people around me and other yeah. like-minded, yeah, definitely. Um, like innovative, creative people. So, you know, I, I love, I get a lot of inspiration from you guys, like when we're working on different projects and we're working on the pro stuff or anything to do with Dynamite, like that's so inspiring because you guys are so passionate. When I'm doing my creative stuff, I'll get people like Godi and those types of people and Fernando and that on board because they really inspire me and they push me and they're like, what about this and what about that? Yeah. And so it, I guess it's about having people around you that inspire you, that push you harder, that creatively give you that drive. So I think it's important to surround yourself with those people and to always kind of to know that there is enough work for everyone and to know that you're not really competing with anyone except for yourself yeah. and to be supportive of everyone around you and especially for anyone 
anyone that's my generation that's listening, you know, be supportive of the younger generation coming through. Yes. Be there for them when they need a hand. If they need help with anything, like let them know that they can reach out. I have so many young choreographers and creators reach out when they need help for a quote or a costume designer or a what to do or how do I face when I'm doing this, when I'm teaching on Zoom, like anything and everything. I'm kind of always there and I, I would hope that other people are too because I think that that's what fuels the yeah, industry to continue. Agreed. And it's so important that the next generation feel like they have us as mentors to be able to look up to and to be able to approach. I think as mentors, you you need to be approachable yeah. because at the end of the day, if you're not, then these kids are going to feel like they can't communicate with us. So yeah, I definitely think, and that's something you're so great at is definitely keeping yourself open for anyone of any age. And you know, you're always so giving with your advice and, and, and all of that time. kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, it's so amazing. And we love working Aww. with you. Yes, we absolutely love working with you. <laughs> Such a great team. I love working with you guys too. I know. I, I keep checking like yeah. every day, like if the borders open, what's happening. Like, <laughs> I mean, it'll be like Christmas when you get to come here. You'll be like, ah! It's like we've never seen each other in real life. Um, I know. Just to kind of semi-wrap everything up, I guess what we talk about a lot on this podcast is about living your best life and that looks different to different people out there. We just want to know, you know, dance aside, dance industry, your work aside, like what constitutes you living out your best life? Well, ultimately, living your best life means being happy and ultimately loving yourself, I think. I think being happy and being good to yourself and not being too hard and always appreciating kind of what you've done and where you're going. I think at the at the real end of the day, it's all great to have a very a great bio and a great TV and stuff. But having friends around you, having your health, having family, having all of those things, whether it's your biological or chosen family, having all of those things around you, that's ultimately, I think, what brings happiness. And so I think that uh, I feel happy in my life because I have genuine friendships and relationship with the people around me and I think that that constitutes living a good life. I love that love answer. Love that. Love it. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. I'm pressing the love button. <laughs> Feeling connected. <laughs> well, thank you well, so much for joining us today. Yes, it's thank been you so, so much. awesome to chat with you, not work-related for once. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you so much and, you know, we appreciate you your time. Me. Thank you. Thank Peace. you for having me. Have a lovely afternoon. I can't wait to see you guys in person yeah thanks will appreciate it